1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 13. For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized in into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, most of them, with most of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, these things took place as an example for us that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not, we must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Hmm. But with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Thomas continuing into first Corinthians 10 and he gets into, you know, the book of Exodus and, and Deuteronomy and numbers and, and yeah. um, Joshua, you know, and we're both doing the read through the Bible in 90 days uh, plan. And That's so right. this is all kind of fresh on both of our minds. The, Very fresh. The yes. saga of Israel's inability to submit to God. And Man. So, so accurate in the, the Israelites' inability to, um, you know, to submit to the Lord. And he says, and this was an example for us. Mm. Like, so then when we read the Old Testament, when we read the Exodus account, when we read of that first generation coming out, headed towards the promised land, and we think, what is wrong with them? Yeah. We're actually just looking in a mirror. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We have all the same tendencies. Yeah. And just as a quick note, you know, I think what Paul does here is very instructive for us. And mm. and this was even resonating with me as you're reading it. But how it, it's a great, you know, crash course in how to read the Old Testament and reading Old Testament stories. And what you see is he's reading Christ into these stories. And, and yeah. that's not fabricating, you know, some some sort of. Uh, you know, I guess, speculative um, interpretation. But what Paul sees is the point of all scriptures is the Messiah, is Jesus Christ. And so when we look back, we should look back through the lens of Christ and see that Christ was the rock bringing water in the wilderness. And and when you read it through that lens, all these stories, you know, we begin to stand on the same level ground. And so it all leads up to, this really um, well-known passage in verse 13, no temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He won't let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. And so I think Mm -hmm. what Paul is really constructing here is he's showing through all of time, we are all susceptible to the same things. The human heart is as deceitful now as it was then. Oh yeah. And, And you know, there's encouragement in there and that, you know, we, everything that we face, the Holy Spirit will equip us to, to overcome through his power. 
but there's also a great conviction of we stand in the same rebellion as these people. And, you know, a lot of times we can have this mentality of like, if I could just see the pillar of fire in the wilderness, then I would trust the Lord. Or if, if, you know, if I saw God feed, you know, if I saw the yeah. Christ feed multitudes of people from, you know, just a couple fish and loaves, then it would be so easy. And he's really tearing that down. It's like, no, it doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you experience. If your heart is not submitted uh, to the Lord, then then we can harden ourselves to much more than we would ever imagine. Yeah, that is, <clears throat> that's such a great reminder that one, when you read the Old Testament and you think that's kind of like Jesus, like there's a good chance it is. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It is okay to read Jesus into the text because the whole text is about Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's such a great reminder and just a reminder of how susceptible we are uh, to all these things. I mean, if you just look at the list, just, just quickly, like verse six, it says that um, verse six and seven says they were idolaters. Well, what happened? Well, they camped around a bunch of people that did not have those uh, values. They did not know the Lord and they just embraced their lifestyle mm-hmm. and did some really bad things. Like, mm-hmm. am I embracing a lifestyle that's really secular, really pagan, not honoring to Christ if I'm a Christian? Well, okay, I need to pay attention. That's one. Uh, it says that um, the thing they did was they they grumbled man, this is like, that's like a convicting one. We shouldn't talk about that long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should, we should like yeah, move, move past on it. To a, a, uh, a less convicting one. Yeah. Um, you know, and do I have a heart of joy? Do I have a heart of gratitude? Mm-hmm. It, these are all really good things to think, just to pause and think through. Cause these are major moments in, in the old Testament story. Uh, <clears throat> I think, Another thing here is they they had sexual immorality that was a big one. And that's a that's a big one in our culture right now. Mm-hmm. Um, even folks kind of wearing the banner of Christ, telling us to kind of have this new sexual revolution. That's a big one that's going on. But what in the in the center of all this, it gives that story of when they started getting bit by the serpents. Yeah. And what was the answer when they got bit by the serpents? Moses built a serpent. Yeah. And God said, when you find out that you're bitten, look to the bronze serpent up on the cross, basically. Mm -hmm. And that is just a good, simple reminder of when I realize I have fallen to one of these things, Mm. I need to look back to Christ. Yeah. He he became the curse. You know, the serpent, the serpent is the curse and Christ became the curse. And that's, that's one of the most profound and, and, unexpected redemptive moments in really the entire old testament is it's, that it's so beautiful by looking to the curse in a sense you could be saved from the curse mm-hmm. and that that is so powerful and you know just a, a word to idolatry in the old testament i think it's easy to acquit ourselves of you know the the charge of idolatry by being like well you know i i'm really involved at church Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to a coworker at lunch yesterday about my faith. I lead a small group. I pray with my kids before bed every night. And, you know, we watch like Veggie Tales in the car. And so I lead That's a good, very Christian. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, we're yeah. talking like the upper echelons of Christianity. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I, I got the person picked out. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. And then like after the kids go down, we watch the chosen. Oh, very Christian. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. But, um, 
you know what it's easy to like take an inventory of our of the sort of spiritual highs of our life and be like look like you know that's not mm -hmm. the life of an idolatrous person like i'm not doing all this terrible stuff what's so convicting to me even convicting as i just think about this and say this out loud is the people the israelite people idolatry didn't often look like forsaking and completely abandoning you know the the law of moses and, and abandoning the the idea of worshiping Yahweh. Yeah. It usually looked like having that and then a little other on the side. And thinking yes. that um, you know, these these competing priorities could all sort of cooperate. Yeah. And so long as we're fulfilling these duties to God, so long as we're not boiling goats in their mother's milk and not eating lizards and the whole rest of the law, then we're good to go do whatever else. Yep. It becomes a, a blend. Exactly. We're just going to just, I still have God. I'm just going to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. That's not God, but it's fine. Cause I still have God. Exactly. And so Paul verse 14, he says, therefore my beloved, and I, I love that this is framed through this fatherly love. Therefore mm -hmm. my beloved flee from idolatry. And so mm -hmm. the reminder here is not like, Hey, keep doing the good little checklist, but it's, examine your heart and look for any way that is is competing with or distracting from the way of god and and run from it and yeah. he will give you the strength to do it there's always a way of escape but you will always be susceptible to the same things that these people that we read about were that's such a good word and as we maybe kind of wrap it up for today verse 13 going back to that that is obviously the most famous verse in this passage but if there is conviction, if there is a sense of the Lord pointing out some waywardness in our hearts, mm -hmm. then no temptation has seized you except that which is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. With the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. If there's conviction, if there's mm -hmm. a realization mm -hmm. of a slipping away from the Lord, mm -hmm. passively or willfully, then that also means that the Lord is going to give you the strength through Christ and the way out mm -hmm. to get past this. Amen. And so that is such an encouragement of if God shows me a conviction, a conviction that I need to adjust, he's going to walk with me. He's going to help me and he will provide a way out. Amen. So it's time to start looking for it. Amen. Yeah, that's a great word. All right. Well, Really, really encouraging and convicting today in uh, 1 Corinthians 10. For Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you, whoa, we will see you tomorrow <laughs> on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.